Hello everybody and welcome to Hogcast number 40 motherfucking 4. Um, I don't know if this is going to be more of like a minicast sort of deal. Probably because I'm sitting here talking to myself as usual. Uh, we will be returning to... Mm, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, let's just say we'll be going back to a more uh, fun-based format like what we used to do. Um, we will be doing that probably at the beginning of the year, but I can't promise because I don't actually, uh, know what I'm going to do yet. Um, yeah, anyway, I had a really interesting fucking day at work today. It's funny to me because everybody knows that, oh, I got my fucking good shirt on my, oh, you're already fucking switching topics, dipshit. Whatever. I figured I should address it when you look this fucking good. You know, hey, you gotta say something. But, um... It's funny being a millennial. Possibly... The gayest fucking generation of all time. Well, literally... I'm pretty sure literally the gayest. I don't think that there's ever been a more fucking gay... Uh... Like, literally fucking, or, I don't know, you don't even know if people are really fucking gay. I think the dudes are gay, because with dudes, you gotta, uh, it's not the same as girls. If you're a guy, and you're, like, even flirting with that idea, you're saying, like, dude, I, I mean, you're, you're signing a contract saying that you honk bobos, so there really ain't too much such thing. As a guy that's like half gay. There's probably barely a such thing as a guy that's like actually bisexual. There are guys out there that'll fuck anything. Uh, but. I even think that. I would say they're probably more so, so just gay. And they'll. It's like Burger King for them. Like they're pulling up for the Whopper. Which is a hog. Uh, but you know if the. Chicken Nuggets dollar fifty are on sale, which would be some cooter. They'll take a piece of that, you know. Whatever um, is my bet. I could be wrong, um, but it's funny how, despite I'm trying to get this mic just right. I'm sorry if you got to turn the volume up and down. I don't want it to peak. It helps when I smack it. I think it's funny how though, as fucking annoying and gay as millennials are. For a lot of us, or a lot of people, still consider the baby boomers to possibly be worse. And <laughs> I try to think about why that is. I guess it's because maybe the... Obviously, not all the baby boomers got shit handed to them. Because, you know, like... For example, my grandpa uh, was a baby boomer. But he was an orphan from the time he was seven years old. Uh... And he went to Vietnam when he was 17. Obviously, a lot of the boomers went to Vietnam. And you can almost tell the difference between the ones that fucking went and the ones that didn't go. Because the ones that didn't go are the fucking annoying ones. <sighs> and then the ones that did go are usually like your old dude that's fucking chill. You know, probably like a redneck kind of guy or whatever. Uh, that's sitting in like a, you know... Uh, I want to say DMV, but not a DMV. You know what I'm talking about. the uh, re Not the rescue mission, you tard. Uh, 
Y'all know what I'm talking about. But the other brand, to be raised by what is still, to this day, uh, recognized as and named the greatest generation, the generation that lived through the Great Depression. Uh, they were probably born during Scarlet Fever. I don't know exactly, uh, greatest, let's just make sure we want our facts straight, right? Greatest generation. Uh, the generation is generally defined as people born from 1901 to 1927. Can you imagine that? You're fucking born into this country that just got out of a civil war, uh, is now in World War One. You're basically a World War One baby. You come out of World War One, <laughs> go into the Great Depression, and then you, as a young adult in your 20s, end up in World War Two, Or even when you're like 18, which, I mean, what a real fucking... No wonder that they were so fucking tough. I wish I could... You know, I mean, they're all dead now, I'm pretty sure. The only person I know that's that fucking old is my dad's neighbor. She's like a hundred years old. And, uh, and she is pretty fucking tough. I mean, the lady's literally like 96 years old and still walks around and she won't fucking die. So I guess that's based. But so they come back. Essentially, America's, I'm assuming, pretty rich after World War II. Selling all those weapons and shit. England didn't stop paying us back money from all the money that they borrowed from us for World War II. They didn't finish paying off that debt until like 2019 or some shit like that. Like it was very recently. They just finished paying that shit back off. So we making a little bit of bank. You've got the automakers booming. Everything's going pretty fucking good. Uh, except for, you know, maybe certain people that live in America at the time, but, I mean, hey, the fuck are you gonna do? It, I would be willing to bet that it was probably even, I don't know, it just depends. I'm not gonna say it was better for, for black people back then than it is now, but, I think we probably would agree that it hasn't gotten much better anyway. It's like, yeah, you go to the same fucking school, but is it, uh, really... Fuck, it's just got a fucking Billy Bass thing playing in the living room. But, uh, despite the fact everything's going pretty good back in those days, they have kids. Somehow, other than the ones that went to Vietnam, the most, like set up for success kids that still somehow think that like because they had to walk to the fucking paper mill and write down a paper application and turn it in and give the boss man a firm handshake that makes their life hard and then continue to uh bitch at every other generation after them they didn't raise their kids properly. 
Now, this is obviously excluding... Well, I mean, my grandpa didn't raise his kids. He was busy being an alcoholic. But he'll uh, admit to that. I mean, the dude fucking drank his ass off until he was in his 40s. So he was not watching kids. He moved away completely. Uh, But my grandma was dirt poor, raised the kids by herself, hillbilly, extreme Christian. So not that type either. But we all know what type I'm talking about. Didn't watch their fucking kids. Raised generation... uh, I guess they would be Generation Y, which kind of turned out okay. That would be like my parents and probably most of your parents. But I think they lost. I think because of the 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 lack of parenting on the boomers part, they lost a lot of their own parenting skills. I mean, like, the way my dad talks about his grandpa who had 13 kids and the the respect that was commanded by that patriarch and by his wife the matriarch of the family is my dad would never give that level of respect to my grandpa who in all honesty hasn't earned it but that's what I'm saying and in turn my dad also doesn't command that level of respect he has the quality uh, at least on my part, for me, and uh, that he's just a good enough person to where his kids give him respect. At least I do. Uh, but not everybody got that lucky, is what I'm saying. And then it falls down to the millennials. <sighs> or, well, there was Generation X. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I think they're still going to like music festivals or some shit. Because, I mean, when I think of Generation X, I just think of, like, Fred Durst. And what the fuck is he doing? Posting pictures of station wagons? I'm sure some of them had kids, but we're talking about stereotypes here. We're not talking about... Obviously, you can't ever, with anybody, any race, anything, any religion, you can't ever say everybody is the same. Because that's just not true. Um... But once you get down to the millennials, it seems like it's where things really started to polarize. Because most millennials now, and granted the majority of them are, we were all the same when we were kids. Let's be very correct about that. I mean, for example, when I was younger... And I used to go to the hardcore shows and all that stuff. Me and my buddies, we would all wear like rebel flag t-shirts and stuff. And so would the black guys that went to the fucking shows. And they probably still do. They don't care. But nobody cared back then. It was almost like a thing in the hardcore scene in the South. At least with Jacksonville. Some of the bands, the bands from up north thought it was kind of weird. But, you know, they knew it didn't like mean anything by it because they see the black guys wearing the shit too it's like a thing of like you're in the south now this is how we roll down here we wear fucking you know square toe boots to hardcore shows we pull up in mud trucks shit like that good times fun times fucked up my knee a little bit in that shit but um what i'm saying though is at some point seemed like after our childhoods ended 
the millennials really polarized. And it probably... I guess it probably had to do with... Man, I hate talking about him. But it probably had to do with Trump, you know. Once it got to be about 2016, it's like everybody... And I don't have too much of a problem with this because I think, you know, people that ride the fence are fucking lame. Um, but not only did everybody pick a side, they picked a very extreme side. I mean, we all did, you know. Everybody that went right in 2016, you know, had their pretty hardcore wingnat phase, uh, which for those of you that don't know, that means right-wing nationalists. It just means... We were all pretty fucking right-wing. Most of us still are, but we're not annoying about it. Um, like we were back then. And then everybody that went left, which I don't know... I guess they see it the same way. I could never understand. It's like, even if I didn't like Trump, I fucking hate Hillary Clinton. Fuck Hillary. You know? Like, if it was like Trump versus Obama or something... Now, looking back, I have reasons that I don't like Obama as a president, but I don't hate Obama anywhere near as much as I fucking can't stand Hillary Clinton. But, um, at that point, everybody went, boom, zoom, left, right, that was it. I've got people that I knew when I was younger that are, like, taking their kids to like, pro-abortion rallies and shit. Maybe not pro-abortion. Yeah, I think it was a pro-abortion rally, if I'm thinking of the right person. That's a funny thing to take a fucking kid to, isn't it? I would never, um... take my kids to a... political rally. Uh, not... I mean, I, I'm not saying that it's wrong, which maybe I'm being a fence rider on this. I think people can do what they want to do, but... To me, when it comes to kids and thinking back on my childhood, you only have that first, like, 18, maybe 19 years of your life where you get to be, like, free and you just, your sole focus is mostly just to have fun. Or that's at least where you're going to have the most fun because you don't have, you're so early in life that you just don't, they won't even give you a credit card yet to fuck your life up. <laughs> if that makes sense. So it's like, I'm going to let my kids do that. I try to, you know, especially since I've been on my drinking hiatus, uh, that's, it's actually been really positive as far as like on the weekend, I'm on the fucking ball. It's like, let's, what can we do every weekend? Let's do something with the kids. Let's take them, you know, maybe there's a cool park that I used to go to when I was a kid. And maybe my dad who worked his ass off all the time. So this is no this is no stab at him. He was on the road most of the time, but I have more opportunity, so I say that park that I only got to go to once a year, let's take the kids there every few weeks, you know? That type of shit. I'm not taking them to a fucking rally. But other people like to be fucking little miss activist, I guess post their pictures on uh, Instagram, whatever stupid bullshit they're coming up with. And that's me picking my side. But after the millennials, and that's kind of where our parenting goes too. What's funny is 
even though um, millennial parents seem to have different views, we all kind of parent the same way. I feel like parents that are even the most like liberal parents and even the most conservative parents we're all pretty on the ball like it seems like everybody is actively trying to parent their child um i think i like to think that maybe people on the conservative side try and keep the politics away a little bit because uh, like i said that's my thing Politics are for adult men. They're not for women and children. It's a shit show. It's a terrible topic. It's a terrible thing to think about all day. Women have... I know... Now, none of my audience is going to care. They're going to be like, fuck women. Yeah, the only thing they need to worry about is if they can shoot milk out of their nipples for me to drink. This is funny and true but in reality my honest opinion most women should not worry about politics most because they have the gift you can make kids you can raise your kids and men can too but it's you know men we're used to this role of not like the baby's not sucking on my fucking tit is what I'm saying. I'm not the one changing all the diapers, you know, running the home. Women are almost blessed in that way that that's all they at least should have to worry about. But, you know, recently they've been forced into the workplace too. And when that happens, they start worrying about, you know, hey, what's my rights as a worker? Blah, blah, blah. I need benefits. I need... And then the men are over there like, what the fuck? Why is my hourly pay so low? I don't give a fuck about health insurance. What am I going to the doctor for? The reason that that's a whole deal, and I don't know if it's women's fault, but it's kind of their fault. The reason it shit sucks and the fucking pay sucks is because of the women in the workforce. And it's not necessarily just because they're working, but it's because women need things like health care. Women, all fucking year long, every time you turn around, they have to go to the doctor for something. They gotta get a pap smear. They gotta get their fucking boobs pancaked and checked for cancer. Uh, they gotta, you know, God forbid they get pregnant. Then you're really in for some fucking doctor's trips. It's like every three weeks you gotta go to the goddamn doctor. And that's not their fault, but because they're working, you know... And their husband doesn't, you know, the ideal situation would be that the husband makes enough money by himself because he's not being competed in the workplace by women. And also the laws aren't constricting these businesses to where they can't, if they pay people more than a certain amount per hour, which is actually part of fucking like Obamacare. If you have a certain amount of employees, if you pay people more than a certain amount of money per hour, now you have to provide them health insurance and you have to pay for it and blah, blah, blah. All that shit is the reason why the hourly pay sucks. Ideally, I would be the only one that has to work in my house. Cheyenne would stay home. The kids wouldn't have to be in daycare. That would save, you know, well, Hazel's in school now, but Rosie's still in daycare. Daycare is... Cheyenne gets some kind of... 
like discount for like a medical worker discount, some shit like that. But it's still like a few hundred dollars a month or something like that. And it would be more if not for that. Ideally, I would be able to pay for all this stuff, which once I get my debt down, I will be able to do. Barely. That's the problem. Barely. In an ideal world, I would be able to do it easily because I don't I don't need to go to the doctor for anything. I'm not fucking stupid anyway. My doctor cost for whatever I need. You go in there and I don't get charged because he's my father-in-law, but anybody goes in there with cash, it's $100. $100 a visit. You go in there and you've got you know, a fucking something fucked up with you that needs to be sewn up real quick or whatever. You got a bullet in you. Hey, hundred bucks. Sew you up, clean you up, out the door. Hundred dollars. Done. All this healthcare, and that's the reason things are so fucking expensive is because everything is subsidized by the government. I had a friend that went to get an apartment with his girlfriend. This was in 2014 or 2015. And they could afford this apartment together. Let's say the rent was $800 a month. Denied. They could afford this with their combined wages. You know what the apartment complex told them? They said, yeah, these apartments are subsidized by the government. And this is in a nice area of town, too. Is what's even crazier. It's subsidized by the government. So what happens is you guys make too much money... Even though you can't afford it, that's the problem. You make too much money together to live here. So what we need to do is redo your application and make it look like your girlfriend doesn't work. That way we can write this up. So they know that they can charge $1,000 a month for an apartment because the government's going to pay $500 of that or whatever. It's fucking retarded. It's ridiculous. And it's not that it's not that I suck the dick of corporations, you know, I'm not necessarily a libertarian, uh, at least I wouldn't claim it, but that's the problem. It, it's it, it the the problem is that the corporations will suck every penny out of this country that they can to funnel the wealth upwards. Their problem number 1. Problem number 2 is that the government tries to help. When the government tries to help, the government is so dilapidated, it's so slow, so bureaucratic, that the it would be like a chess game where for every one move the government gets to do, the corporations get to do five, if that makes sense. So every time they try to help, the corporations go around it and find a new way to make it even worse for the fucking people. You don't believe me? Take a look at the mortgage crisis of 2008. What happens? The mortgage 
it's too hard for people to buy homes anymore. Everything is going to shit. People can't buy homes in the early 2000s when Bill Clinton is president, before Bush. So, what does he do? The government tries to help. They basically tell, and uh, Tim Dillon, who was a mortgage broker, tells this story better than I do, so I will link that clip in the bio. Very entertaining, very funny. But essentially what ends up happening is the government makes like these new rules and these grants and all this shit to help mortgage companies give mortgages to people that normally wouldn't be approved for them. Poor people, people with bad credit, blah, blah, blah. What does that mean? Now that means you have people like Tim Dillon, all these second-rate shit mortgage brokers that literally rake through everybody. And a mortgage is not just... Here's where it really gets fucked. We're not talking about just people new to the housing market that want, like, let's say somebody like me, I go out, I want to buy a house. It's talking about refinancing. For those of you that are a little bit younger than me, what basically happens is, let's say this place, let's say I have a 20-year loan on it, and I, when I bought it, it was $100,000, okay? So the, the house was valued at $100,000, and what a refinancing company will do is they would come to you with a new mortgage and they would say, look, your house is now valued at $120,000. What we can do for you is we can refinance it and either keep your term limit, you know, let's say you've been paying on it for two years, so we'll do an 18-year term limit and your payment will go up a little bit and we'll just give you that $20,000 cash. Or... We can make your payment go down, whatever, you know, and just make the term 20 years again. So you're basically starting all over, but you get $20,000 cash. You can use that. And remember, everybody's fucked at this point. So they're thinking, and this is what the mortgage guys were telling them, like, you can use that money to pay off, you know, yeah, you're going to go in a little bit more debt on the house, but that interest rate, you know, you're only paying a 10% interest rate on the house. You're paying a 15% interest rate on your credit cards right now. Take that money you got from the house and use that to pay off your credit cards, pay off your car note, blah, blah, blah. And then the only thing you'll have left is the house. What's the problem with that? Americans are greedy. So the people are the problem too. This is a rotting corpse of a country. They get the 20 grand. Maybe they pay off some debt. At best case scenario, let's say they pay off all their debt. What do they do? They rack it back up. They rack it back up because that credit card company says, oh, you paid off your debt. That's great. Well, guess what? We would like to offer you uh, triple points for six months. We're going to offer you 5% cash back because you are, have been such a good customer. And they say, well, I'll just use it to get gas then. Uh, you know what? I would like a new, um, oh, man, that Milwaukee drill is on sale. It's $200, but normally it's $350. I'll just put it on the credit card. I'll pay it back. And then it adds up. It adds up. And then you're right back to the point where, guess what? They can't pay the mortgage. Everything falls to shit. It's a sad thing. Which, then... I don't know how we got from millennials to this, but whatever, right? We're all here because we're bored. 
it is interesting though when you kind of just look into the history of this country how things have gone the way that we get you know just completely sucked dry of everything i'm not a saint i buy shit all the time that i really can't afford and you know i've been clawing my way out of debt but it's really amazing how spoiled we are to the point where you you literally just can't tell yourself no like i can't say like i well a lot of things i do say you know hey i can't afford that right now but there's a lot of stuff that i would love to have that i'm like i'm not going to get the opportunity to have this again and with the way prices keep going up 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 it's like if i don't buy this now Maybe I can afford it at this price in a year from now, but a year from now, this fucking thing's going to be twice as expensive. I'm never going to have this medieval instrument that I'm in a bidding war on eBay for. But, that, uh, I don't know what to do, you know? This, Biden was obviously not a good choice uh economy wise my only hope is that you know like i was just saying things and i'm 28 i've only lived through two presidents so you had trump or, or uh it was from 18 to 22 uh obama which when you're 18 to 22 you don't realize how much things suck because you don't really have that many bills so obama then trump who really took the country and quickly, I mean, you can say what you want about him, that he's not some, like, fucking savior of the white race or whatever the fuck you want to go on about. The guy, but let's be real. Gas was fucking $2 a gallon. Pre-COVID, gas was like, gas was never over, like, two fifty, And that's a big deal. Gas is gas is one of those things that saves you so much fucking money you don't even realize it. Because if let's say your car takes 20 gallons of gas. If gas is $3 a gallon, that costs you $60 to fill up. If gas is $2 a gallon, guess what? $40. That's a $20 savings. Boom, right there. Bang, bingo, done. That's how big of a deal gas prices really are in this fucking country. That a dollar difference on gas... Let's say you fill up once a week. Well, that's the difference between 180, uh, 360. Wait, what the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> 60, 120, 240, $240, 40, 80. Or actually, it would be half of $240. It'd be 240 versus 120. That's another $120 a month that would be in your pocket. Just because gas is a dollar cheaper. That, you compound that with cheaper taxes, fucking better jobs, and life was really, really, really good from 2016 to 2020. My only hope is that maybe in 2024, we can turn it around again. But that's the problem with the fucking government is once they get something written into law... It's hard to undo that. I was talking to a customer today. And, 
you and this goes back to the government versus uh corporations or really let's just say private sector because when i say corporations i don't mean like walmart this guy works at a hardware store now i deliver things to this store come around the back of the store along the back of the store is a sidewalk you know he's got a little door like a garage door thing that he opens up there's a sidewalk and then there's these like I don't know how to explain it picture like gutters but like a triangle that kind of like they're almost like borders for uh, for parking spots in a way well between that and there's also like a light pole right in front of his garage door almost that makes it really hard when you're trying to pull a pallet up in there you have to be careful for that because it's in the way so he's like we're just talking bullshitting he's like i don't know why they put that light pole right there i mean i don't know who thought that was a good idea blah 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 these things talking about the little uh cement gutter triangles that are just sticking out for whatever reason i don't know what the point is maybe there's a point uh in the road instead of just having a straight line sidewalk across for people to park up next against he's like i don't know why they did all that but i was like well that's the fucking problem with government sometimes is if this was privately owned like let's say this that the hardware store owned this road and you thought that was a good idea to put that light post up there and those things after x amount of time you would just knock them down and say oh that didn't work let's do something different when the government does something when the government tries to help when the government tries to revise something it takes five years to come up with the idea it takes five years to get the idea passed through whatever committee it takes five years to build it and then it takes five more years to realize it doesn't work and then fucking five more years to tear it down and start all over again. Which, I guess we can wrap back around. And granted, if the hardware store owned the fucking sidewalk, it would probably be shit anyway, because they probably would never want to do anything to it. They would probably just do, like, the basic whatever that doesn't even work. Um, I don't know how true that is, but, you know... All I'm saying that is the government would be a lot better. I think the government would be a lot better at its job if it was able to be, which I guess Trump kind of made this point, at least when he was running. I don't know how much he did to cut through it, but Trump made the point that like if you get rid of a lot of this red tape, you can get a lot of shit done. Even with the government doing stuff, like if you just cut out the red tape, you can get some shit done. Which is also a fucking problem because when you cut out the red tape and you're not dotting your I's and crossing your T's at every little fucking way, the private sector finds a way to exploit that. They're like, oh, you don't check to make sure I'm not dumping oil in the fucking river anymore because you want to let me build my building a little bit faster? You're just assuming on good faith that I'm going to properly dispose of my waste? Guess what, dumbass? I'm saving on that, Bill. And then we're... It's this fucking cat and mouse game. But I think that if you had smaller government, smaller, more powerful government, I think the executive branch of the government should be able to, like, 
make more snap decisions. Like, for example, let's say the mayor happened to walk down that sidewalk. He should be able to look at that light post and say, hey, I want that gone next week. That's not working. And granted, maybe some advisor comes up and says, hey, this is why we put that lamppost there. We can't put it anywhere else. It's either we put it there or we don't have a lamppost at all on this road, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, maybe he'll have to take, but I think that he should be able to say, hey, you know, and same with like, maybe not the president, I don't know, but like governors and stuff like that, you know, small government, but let the executive be the fucking executive. Committees are great for making decisions sometimes because you get a lot of different perspectives, but eventually you got to have somebody at the top of the fucking pyramid that says, hey, we're not doing that. Hey, that'll work. Hey, push this through. Hey, this needs to get done now, etc. But speaking of work, <laughs> so funny, uh, pretty funny day. I made some notes of everything that happened. I was at a uh, another hardware store with a baby boomer, and he was. <sighs> it's funny. It's getting to the point which you know you meet a lot of these guys. And he's not a bad dude, but they've basically been pushed to the end of their rope with, like, you. all they do is, like, man, I can't do this shit anymore. Uh, this is blah, blah, blah. You know, these young people come in here, and they don't want to work. And, uh, you know, that whole thing. And, like, I'm about to re just retire and move to wherever the fuck. I've got a vacation home already and blah, blah, blah. And... <laughs> it's funny because it's not it's not that they're wrong about a lot of the Gen Z kids being lazy and uh, essentially like little peep kids but you're also talking about the same fucking people that were huge dicks for the large majority of their early life not everybody like I said but stereotypes we've all heard Anybody that's ever worked in the trade before has heard how much of a prick the old guys could be because, you know, they don't want to teach you nothing because they, they don't want you taking their job and they're already pissed off because back in 1983 when they started, they started at $5 an hour and now they're mad because you started at 15 and it took them, you know, 20 years to make $15 an hour, and it's not fair, and they should be making $60 an hour now, even though all they do is fucking sit on a, you know, fucking excavator all day long, and they're already making, like, $30 an hour, so it's not like they're not getting a pretty good wage for the job they do. Like, they're pretty much, they'll be, like, maxed out for what they do, but it's never enough, because that's, that's that fucking union mindset of... Maybe they're right. I don't know. I'm just saying that, like, that's that mindset of, oh, I've been here X amount of years. That means I should make as much money as the guy that owns the fucking company, even though I would never want that responsibility of owning the company. And I've got five weeks of vacation and all these other fucking benefits and shit, and I basically do whatever I want. And I'm a giant cock to everybody, but they won't get rid of me because I've been here for 30 years. Those guys. Those are the guys that complain when the younger guys don't give them any respect and, you know, or, you know, they don't want to deal with the same bullshit that maybe that older generation dealt with. Uh, 
which, you know, some of that is just laziness. And sometimes they're right, you know. Sometimes that old way of, like, like I never liked the um, the cussing people out on the job site. And, you know, there would be old guys at my last job that would, like, jack up the young guys and fucking, like, try and strong arm them and shit. It's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Any fucking, uh, you know, 1992 anymore. And you're also not fucking 20 years old. So who the fuck do you think you are putting your... This didn't happen to me, for example. This, But it did happen to one of the other guys that worked with me. That was young, a, a guy younger than me and a, obviously a guy smaller than me. So it was this classic, like, bullying, like, you know, don't fucking disrespect me, you little punk, that type of shit. It's like, who the fuck do you think you are, dude? Like, it's not 92 anymore. You don't fucking put your hands on people. You're not at a bar you're not a fucking UFC fight, dude. We're at work. And it would be one thing, like, if somebody tries to start a fight with you or whatever, you know, even if you got in a heated argument, but, like, just because some kid said something, like, smart-ass to you or whatever, you know, joking around, which, in this situation, the kid really was just, like, fucking with the guy the same way he fucked with everybody else, just joking around, trying to make light of work, but because, oh, boo-hoo, I've been here 30 years and I'm mad at my job and I get taken advantage of... I'm going to take it out on somebody else every fucking time. But they'll be gone before long. Um, (laughs) Then, so that happens, and that's, you know, like I said, that guy was half right. He's half right, and then maybe he's not that type of guy that he doesn't seem like the type of guy that's a dick to the younger guys, but I don't know. I've never seen him interact with them, but... um, you know, we've all met those fucking guys. Then after that, I go to another store, and <laughs> this guy was just nice, but it was kind of funny. Um, you know, being from the South, we try to have decent manners down here. So this guy was coming in after me into the store, and I just held the door open for him. And I guess he must have been bullied when he was younger or something. He was already driving like a little uh mitsubishi like hatchback car like something that like a fucking fat puerto rican woman would drive (laughs) like you know what i'm talking about like a like you call it like a fucking mitsubishi goblin or some weird shit like that some shit that you don't even realize you can buy but he turns around and he's like he's like you have such nice manners you need to go home and tell your mom that that she raised you right. You don't see young people with such nice manners anymore. It's like, dude, I just held the fucking door open for you. I'm probably going to go be- get back in my truck in a minute and go fucking call your granddaughter a fat whore on <laughs> Instagram in the comments section. I got some manners, but I mean, I'm not here to fucking kiss ass either. It's just a nice thing to hold the door open. I mean, if somebody's coming in the door, I find it to be... I'm not going to, like, slam the door in your face. I'm not a fucking prick. But, uh... (laughs) So that was kind of cracking me up a little bit, just thinking about that. It's like, dude, you... You do one thing, and it's just funny how some people will assume, like, oh, you must be a good person. Uh, I'm not always a good person. And then the last thing of the uh, day that really cracked me up was um, I was up at one of my last stores of the day, a little paint store in a place north of here called uh, 
well, I'm not going to tell you because I don't need you all bothering them. Not that you would, but you know. Um, anyway, I'm talking to the guy and I'm just mentioning, you know, how at least here, I don't know if this is everywhere. I would be really appreciated if you guys would tell me in the comments if this is happening in other places in the country or what, but in Jacksonville, our fucking electric bills, everybody that I've talked to, business, home, whatever, have all like more than doubled in the past couple of months. And I, I was talking to him about it because he lives in a different town technically. And then he was like, yeah, no, nah, ours is going up too and blah, blah, blah. And this will be the big kicker for the end. He's like, we got this one guy that comes in here. And uh, he was telling me about it and he was telling me all this stuff. And he said, be careful because on the 24th, something bad is going to happen. And at that point, <laughs> you know me, <laughs> my ears perked up. I was like, oh, because I know a schizo when I hear it. But sometimes they're right. So I was like, Ooh, what, what did he say? He's like, he wouldn't tell me. He said, just keep an eye out on the, 24th, on the 24th of September. Something big is going to go down. Something huge. I was like, oh, man. I was like, well, I wonder what he was talking about. He goes, I don't know, but he, the guy comes in here all the time, and he's a nice guy, but, you know, he's telling me how, you know, the, the, uh, the World Trade Center wasn't really hit by a plane, and blah, 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 and at this point, I mean, I'm smiling ear to ear, I mean, I'm in, I'm, I'm at home field right now, so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know about the Trade Center, I mean, with the towers, I guess you did see that happen, I was like, but the, uh, and this is the funny thing about Florida is that everybody here is kind of like there really are no like other than like those millennials I was telling you about a minute ago or 30 minutes ago. Hang on. As far as most of us, Florida is the most conservative state in the country, I believe, more than Texas. And not even just like normal, like George Bush. Like, Florida is Trump conservative. Like, this is Trump. I mean, well, Trump lives here. But, you know, and DeSantis. This is like Trump home base. Everybody here fucks with Trump. And uh, they also all are kind of like conspiracy heads a little bit. Because this is the funny part. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, the towers, I know. He's like, I, and then I said, I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I saw the towers, you know, the the planes, which I didn't want to... I, I was feeling him out a little bit. I was like, where's this guy at exactly? I didn't see he had a Vote Ron DeSantis uh, poster in his uh, store window, which... Based. But, uh... <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I'm not sure about the Pentagon, though. I mean, they, they only had, like, one video of that. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, a missile hit the Pentagon. We already know that. He's like, I was, you, I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I was like, I just want to see, you know, like uh, a video because there's only one video of, uh, I mean, the whole fucking Pentagon and the granted this was 2001. There wasn't as much security footage back then, but there was still, I mean, you're talking about the Pentagon. There was only one video, one video ever came out of the plane hitting the Pentagon. The Pentagon only stands maybe like, uh... Let me see here. Let me go look something up here. How tall is the Pentagon? Pentagon. I think the Pentagon is only like, uh, 
a couple of stories high off the ground. Uh, Pentagon's height was strictly limited to 77 feet. So 80 feet off the ground. 80 feet. Try hitting that with a fucking plane. You get on uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator and try hitting that with a plane. Not saying it's impossible, but I feel like that'd be pretty... You gotta be pretty fucking good to run a plane into that bitch at only 80 feet off the ground. How? Let's see. Uh, how tall is a... 747. I don't know that it was a 747, but I'm just, you know, let's just see. So the tail height, the tail height of a 747 is 63 feet, which means that that plane, at least at the top of the tail, would have been almost as tall as the fucking building. And it's the wingspan is 200 feet. Now, I can understand that the wings maybe break off or whatever, but. Either way, I just when he said that when he was like, "Nah, that was a missile that hit the the Pentagon." I was like, "Okay, now we're in, we're fucking cooking with peanut oil here." And uh and he's like, "I tell you what. My grandpa or my uncle and this guy, you know, he's probably like in his 60s. He's like, "My uncle was a demolition man his entire life. He did a lot of the demolition in Jacksonville." He's like, "And when we were kids, obviously, you know, you think when this guy's a kid, they pro- this is probably the most entertaining thing they could ever watch." He's like, we would watch videos of things that my uncle, you know, buildings that he did demo on. Because it's fucking cool. And I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. He's like, he's like, when I saw Tower 7, he said, when we were back in 2001, when we saw, we were all watching it on the TV, watching it live. He said, I saw that building implode. Implode. He said, that building is going down right now. He said, uh, I'd seen it so many times that when I saw that building implode, he's like, that building is doing exactly what happens when you do a demolition on a building. He's like, it's going to fall in on itself on its own footprint, just like it would if you did a demo on it. And I was like, well, fuck me. That's a fucking nice, (laughs) nice conversation if I ever heard it. And I was like, yeah, well, I don't know what's going on with this electric, but I guess we'll see. He's like, yep, nothing we can do about it, right? I said, I guess not. But, all right, I'll see you next time. But with that, I say we'll go ahead and conclude. Um, like I said, please let me know in the comments if your electric bill has been going up too. I'm going to link that Tim Dillon uh, thing in the, uh, uh, I, in the bio. I'll do it in the bio if I can. If not, I'll put it in a pinned comment, but it'll be in the bio. Uh, as long as I can find it, it should still be up, but, uh, Hey, thanks for watching guys. Uh, as usual, I don't know when the next one will be. There's no schedule to these things. I do them when, uh, when I have time, when I have inspiration, I don't want to put out shit. You know, I want to put out something that hopefully can kill an hour for you guys. And, uh, it's free anyway. I'm not fucking forcing you to watch it. You don't have to watch the whole thing. I'm more than happy if you just check it out at all it's good for me so see you next time have a good night be safe say your prayers